0: Straight to your phone, free every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. You got to get around the right type of people. Yeah. Straightallday.com. exceptional. Work on your game. and his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, We're going to go over four steps to removing and eliminating incompetency in your environments, in your ecosystem, in your life personally, and in any organization in which you have some influence, so which you are a part. Before we get to that, first of all, my daily motivation text. Yes, I send a free text message every morning to everyone who's in my text community. If you didn't know about this, I don't know how. The only logical explanation for you not knowing about this is that this is your first time listening to the show. So I will allow that. So let's fix it. Text me at my number right now. So you get this text every morning. My number is 305-384-6894. Send a text to that number. You know how this works. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, since you're in my community, you'll be getting that text every single morning starting tomorrow morning. And the other thing I'll tell you, while you are listening to me right now, is to go to work on your slash three zero. Work slash 30, right? Stephen Curry's jersey number 30 and sign up for my 30 days to discipline course. That course, I mean, I got to pat myself on the back for the title of that course because I only had to explain it. 30 days of discipline. You want to step up your focus. You want to get better at finishing everything you start. You want to stop leaving things half done and undone and actually have follow through in your life and more consistency for long-term things, not just short-term, but long-term. Get into my 30 days of discipline course. I mean, kind of guy who has put out 2,000 consecutive episodes of a show every single day by himself. Can he teach you how to be disciplined in 30 days? I think I can. I mean, if I may say so myself, I think I'm capable of that. So go to workmanyourgame.com slash 30 and get started in my 30 days of discipline course. I'll make sure that I will put that link down below. But I mean, as I told you, workwonyourgame.com slash 30. Now get into the topic, four steps to removing incompetency. First of all, let's get a definition of this word incompetency. And if you are relatively new around here, I like to give definitions straight out of the dictionary of terms that I'm talking about here so that we're all on the same page because these days people have different definitions for different words and people are changing definitions of words to fit whatever story they want to tell, whatever thing they want to frame. But I like to use the dictionary because a dictionary is a baseline. It's a baseline that everyone has to agree to, or at least we used to have to agree to. And hopefully we still got some sane people who will agree to a baseline. So the baseline is the dictionary over here at Work On Your Game. And here's the definition. Not having or showing necessary skills to do something successfully. So if you see that there is someone or something that does not have or show the necessary skills to do something successfully, you need to Remove it. You need to do something about it. Don't just leave it there and let the incompetency fester in your environment. Because who's that helping? It's not helping you. It's not helping the person or the thing that is incompetent. Nobody's being helped by that. So this should not be allowed to continue. And you as a leader, you should not allow incompetency to be sanctioned in any space that you're in. So we're gonna talk about what to do about it here today. Now we talked about how to stop tolerating incompetency in episode twenty two eighty five. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go check that one out right now and It's going to be in your, it was just not too long ago from when this one is coming out. So 2285 was probably about two weeks ago from when you're listening to this. But any episode that you ever want to listen to in the history of the show, if you just go to workonyourgamepodcast.com, everything is listed there as well. So today in this masterclass, we're going to discuss how to remove incompetency once you identify that it exists and in your environment. There's actually... This is going to be basically a breakout of one of the points that I made in episode 2285. So I'm going to take everything I said in one of those points. I'm going to expand on it here today. Point number one, topic again today is four steps to removing incompetency. Step number one, you want to remove incompetency. First of all, we have to be able to identify it. So how do we identify it? you must set standards. You cannot identify someone or something as incompetent unless there is a standard against which that thing or person is being measured. So if I can't measure your work against a baseline, therefore, I can't call you incompetent unless I have a baseline to measure you against. So if I sit down with you, if we're working together and I'm doing a peer review or an employee review and I'm sitting down with you and saying, hey, employee, hey, peer, your work is incompetent. You are not measuring up to the standard. First of all, the only way I'm able to even make that statement to you is if there is a standard and you must be aware of that standard before I come to you and tell you that you're not measuring up to it. because It's not fair for me to say you're not measuring up to a standard if you didn't know there was a standard. That doesn't make any sense. So I had to let you know up front, here are the standards so that you know every day when you're working what standard you're being measured against. And if you're not reaching it, then you can see it yourself that you're not reaching it. So when I sit down with you and say, hey, you're not reaching the standard, you're not meeting the standard, you know I'm not lying. And you can see it yourself. And you have no protest because you can see that you are not meeting the standard. So everybody has to be clear on what the standard is or what the standards are. Any of you who's ever had a job anywhere, doesn't matter where you work, from McDonald's to the biggest Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 100 companies, you know, they tell you what the standards are. All right, here's how things work over here. Here's how we expect you to show up. Here's the work we expect you to do. Here's the numbers that you have to hit. Here's your quota. Here's the expectations. Here's where you need to be. And if and when anything changes, they let you know about it, right? This is the way it works. On a sports team, there are standards. My coach in college said, if practice at four o'clock, be on the court and ready to practice at 345. What was he doing? He was setting the standard. He was letting everybody know this is the standard when it comes to time. When we had practice, he would say, tuck your jersey in. All right, what was he doing? Setting the standard. He said, don't wear jewelry to practice. Somebody wore jewelry to practice. It was a problem. I remember that day. It was a problem. There was He was setting a standard. So one of the main reasons that standards matter, which I talked about in episode 2097, is that standards are simply expectations. That's all standard is. It's just an expectation that is being set and everybody needs to know what the expectation is. Because a good thing about us as human beings is that we are wired to live up to or down to the expectations set before us. This is really important for all you leaders out there of anything. You're a leader of a family, if you're a school teacher, if you're a sports coach, if you run a business, and if you're just looking at yourself in the mirror, you're the leader of your own organization. We all as human beings will live up or down to the expectations that are set for us. If You set low expectations for yourself. You will live down to those expectations. You set high expectations for yourself or you have them set for yourself. You will live up to them. This is the way it works for human beings. We become the expectations that are around us. So this is why the law of association matters so much, which was episode 1880 was the law of association. And I also talked about limiting your associations in episode 1058. And this is about getting around the right type of people. Both episodes are about this, getting around the right type of people, because when you're around people whose expectations and standards are higher than what you're used to, what you will realize is that you have a higher level within you that never would have gotten pulled out of you had you not been around higher level people. But if you hang around some people whose expectations are lower than yours, what you're going to do is lower your level to meet the expectations of your peer group. This is why you can't be hanging around losers. Okay, let's just say it plainly and clearly as it needs to be said. If you're hanging around a bunch of losers, you will become the next loser in that group. Why? Because their expectations will pull you down to their level. And let's be clear here, folks. Some of the losers that you need to stop hanging around are people who are blood relatives of yours. It might be your own parents, it might be your kids, it might be your brother or sister, it might be one of your cousins, it might be somebody who you know, like, trust, and love. And you can still know, like, trust, love, and even respect them. But you can't hang around them because their expectations are going to pull you down. You got to get around the right type of people. You got to get around the people who are playing the game at a level that you wish to be at so that you are compelled to raise your game to their level. This is why you join mastermind programs. This is why you get into accountability programs. This is why you go to events. This is why you hire coaches. Why? Because when you do those things, you're getting around people who are playing the game at a level that is higher than a level that you're used to. So this is relative to everybody. You got to do this in order to keep stepping your game up. If you're not doing this, then you're going to stay at a neutral level. And listen, your neutral might be great, might be better than most people around you. But is it you reaching your full potential? And if you listen to a show called Working Your Game, I'm assuming that you're interested in reaching your full potential. You're not okay with just being okay. This is one of the main reasons that standards still matter. They are simply expectations. And we all adjust our expectations to the environments that we are in put a highly successful person in an environment full of losers, their success level will go down because they're being influenced by the losers. Put a loser in an environment of high-performing people and don't let them leave, they will raise their level. Why? Because they have no choice. Human beings, we are social creatures, we are wired to match the people who are around us. When human beings are held to high standards, they usually produce at high levels relative to their abilities and potentials. When I say a high standard, that means relative to what you're used to. When human beings are not held to standards or they held to low standards relative to what you're used to, we underperform and we underachieve. Simple as that. If you don't want incompetency in your life or in your environment or in your organization or in your family, here's what you got to do. Set standards. If you don't want incompetency in your life, set standards. When standards are raised, people's performances go up. When standards are lowered or removed, people's performances go down. So if you want to see any group of people or any human being perform at a lower level than where they are right now, all you had to do is lower their standards or completely remove the standards. I guarantee you their performance will go down over time. Number two, today's topic, once again, is four steps to removing incompetency. All right, so now we got the standards in place. Here's the second thing we got to do. You got to uphold and measure that everybody is actually meeting the standard. Just saying that you have standards or writing them down or putting them up on the wall or sending out an email or whatever it is you wanna do with your standards. Just because you have them does not mean people are going to strive to meet them. The only way people will meet standards is if they know there will be repercussions for not meeting the standard. For human beings, we respond to repercussions. We respond to, I guess, this is a form of negative reinforcement. All right, when you're a kid and your parents tell you to do something, if you know that not doing it means you're gonna get your ass whipped, you will do the thing that your parents told you to do, even when you don't feel like doing it. True or not? Now, most of you probably, if you're listening to a show like this, you probably had something like that in your environment growing up. And some of you as parents, maybe you don't whip your kids' asses these days. It doesn't seem to be as popular as it used to be, but you still hold your kids to some level of, there's some level of repercussion for not doing what they're supposed to do, right? Because this is how people understand. negative. People respond to negative reinforcement, but no matter your opinion of it, it's true. People respond to repercussions. Now, when you were growing up, does any of you remember you had a friend who was your age whose parents, did not hold them to standards the way that you were held to standards, the kind of parents who their parents might tell them, your friend, to do something. And if they didn't do it, their parents didn't really do anything. There was no blowback. There were no repercussions. There was no punishment for them not doing something. Any of you remember that? And if you're anything like me, you may remember seeing kids whose parents didn't hold them to standards like yours did. And then you're thinking to yourself, man, how fun would it be if I didn't have to do the chores or do the dishes or be home when the streetlights came on or you know, all the stuff that your parents made you do, it'd be much more fun to live like that kid lived. But then let's look what happened over the next 10, 20, 30 years with that kid friend of yours. Where'd they end up versus where you ended up? Interesting, right? See, this is why upholding and measuring standards matter so much. Everybody needs to know what the standards are and they need to know when they're not meeting the standards so they can be told, hey, you're getting a little bit close to the Mendoza line here. You better step your game up you're getting close to not meeting the standard. You're getting close to not hitting your quota. All right. There's going to be a problem if you don't hit that quota. When I worked at Ballet Total Fitness, and this is the last job that I had before I started my professional basketball career, the way Bally ran their business at the time, they had these sales quotas that needed to be hit by the sales manager at every location. It was a highly pressurized environment. So pressurized, in fact, that every month, every month, they would move managers around. You would get promoted and demoted every single month based on how your sales numbers were going. So, this is a highly pressurized environment. So, if in the month of May you hit your sales numbers and you're doing good, cool, you're doing good. Your area manager would come around and glad hand you and all this stuff, give out prizes and all this stuff. They would actually do this. But if you did not perform, if the place you manage your gym underperformed in terms of sales numbers that month, you would get demoted the very next month. So if you didn't perform in May on June 1st, you would get demoted and you wouldn't be the head sales manager anymore. You'd be like the number two manager and you might get moved to a different location. didn't perform then, you might get moved down to the number three manager and might get moved to another location again. They did this every single month there. And I don't think that's a healthy way to do things, especially given the way Bally's did there, know their memberships and their contracts and stuff, but they're out of business now. So that's maybe tell you something. I'm not saying that's the whole reason they're out of business, but it might be part of it. The whole point though, That I do agree with is that they did have standards and all those managers knew what the standards were because I could tell those managers were under a certain level of stress (laughs) all the time. Actually, I was a manager for a little bit. I got promoted to manager in June of 2005, but then I left Bali. I was a manager for June, July, and August. And then I left in August because I signed my first contract and haven't been back to Bali ever since. But the whole point is this when you have standards, you need a way of enforcing those standards, which means holding people accountable for living up to the standards and in turn addressing people when they are not living up to the standards. They need to know, hey, you're not living up to the standard. We notice and you need to fix this or things are going to get bad for you. See, rules that don't have enforcement or repercussions are merely suggestions. It's not a rule if there's no repercussion. I lived in a building once uh, down here in Miami where they had a rule that said, the building's rule was if you come to the pool deck, you cannot play music out loud from a speaker or from a phone or you're not allowed to play music out loud. But since nobody ever enforced the rule, meaning if somebody came in, they played music out loud from the speaker and nobody said anything, none of the workers would do anything. People would just play music out loud at the pool deck. So nobody honored the rule, which is really a suggestion. Now, in a different building that I lived in, same town, they had the same rule that you cannot play music out loud off a speaker or off a phone. Now there, at this other place, they actually upheld the standard. So whenever somebody started to violate, their security would show up and they would immediately shut it down. I mean, immediately. I'll see people violating some rule that they had at the pool deck. Like you can't play music out loud or you can't have food or you can't have a drink in your hand and be getting in the water. And as soon as I saw somebody violating, I said, all right, it ain't going to be nothing but three minutes before security shows up. And it happened every single time. They were on point. And they just upheld the standards. And because they upheld the standards, the rules got followed, not because the people who lived there were any better quality than the people at the other place where they violated the rule. It's the same kind of people. The only difference is when people are held to standards, they follow them. It's a magic formula. When you hold people to standards, they will actually follow them. If you name a standard, but you don't actually uphold it, people will ignore it. This is simply how it works for human beings. doesn't matter who you are, how successful, unsuccessful, how much money you got, anything people will follow rules that are enforced and they will ignore rules that are not enforced. Simple as that. And again, all of us were kids at some point. All right, you know, when somebody upheld rules, you followed them. And when the rules were not upheld, you ignored them. Simple as that. And you had friends who had maybe different upbringings from you and you saw how things went for them and how things went for you. This is how it is. So you, personally, need to be doing job performance reviews every single day on yourself because I explain this in my book, Work on Your Game that your habits are your employees. Here's my book, Work On Your Game, right here. For those of you watching on video, if you don't have this book, you can get it by going to workonyourgamebook.com. Workonyourgamebook.com. And uh, Nico's doing audio here. Nico, if you could put a link to workonyourgame.com slash 30 for 30 days of discipline. And for this, workonyourgamebook.com, just in case I forget, any links that I mentioned should be posted down below in the show notes for anything that I mentioned. So workonyourgamebook.com for this book. WorkOnYourGame.com for 30 days of discipline. But in that book, I explain how your habits are like your staff. They're your employees. They are working to represent you every day. If you think about it, they are. Your habits are representing you because your habits are 85% of how you show up every single day out here. So you need to be doing job performance reviews on yourself and your habits every single day and eliminating any habits slash employees. That are not helping you put your best foot forward in the business of your life. All right, this is the way that it works. So if you're not doing this, your employees are making you look bad. All right, this is how it is. All right, so now moving on to point number three. Today's topic once again is four steps to removing incompetency. Number three, find the people who can and will actually live up to the standard. Understand just because you have standards and you're holding people to standards does not mean everybody's going to live up to the standards. Some people simply are not either not capable of or they're unwilling to live up to a standard and that's perfectly fine. All right. You don't have to browbeat them or cuss them out because they don't want to live up to the standard. Sometimes you just gotta get rid of people. Sometimes you gotta find better people. Has any of you ever had a habit that was bad for you and there was no rehabilitating that habit? You just needed to delete it and eliminate that habit. How many people listening to me right now can think of one habit you have that you need to just delete, eliminate, and never allow to come back? I think everyone listening to me is raising their hand. All of us have a habit that we probably need to get rid of, okay? Just the same thing you need to do with humans, okay? Get rid of any entity that is not living up to the standards that you have set for yourself. Whenever an organization like a business or a sports team is underperforming, the powers that be come in to fix things, what's the first thing they do? If you're a sports fan. What happens when a team is not playing well? What's the first change that gets made? If you're a business person and a company's not doing well, what's the first thing that the shareholders do? They fire the person in charge. We all notice. And many things they can do, maybe any things they eventually do, the first thing they do is fire the head person. That means the sports team, they fire the coach, even though it might not be the coach's fault. Maybe the players just suck, but they fire the coach, right? In the business, same thing. Maybe the employees suck, but they fire the CEO. We all notice. That person's gone. A new person comes in, and what does the new person do? First thing a new person does is assess who from the old regime is worth keeping and who needs to be let go, who needs to be replaced. Now, in the sports world, it's a little bit harder because at the professional level, people have contracts and you can't just fire people. But in the business world, people get fired. You get severance packages. And some of you maybe have been victims of this, not to say that you're not good, but maybe you just didn't fit with what the new person wanted or they didn't think you fit. This usually happens very quickly, at least in the business world. Why is this? Because the new person, the new leader, who presumably is going to bring in their own set of standards. They are assessing who is capable of and willing to live up to the new standards that the new leader is about to put in place. You need to do the exact same thing in your own organization. So if you have some bad habits that are not serving you right now, you need to fire the old habits and you need to find which habits can live up to the standards that you want to set. And actually, are you going to live up to those standards? Because you can't be a leader if you're not living up to your own standards. Everybody in the organization is watching you. So if you're not living up to the standards that you claim are the standards, oh, they're not going to listen because they're like, all right, you ain't doing it. So why should we do it? Who is willing and able to live up to the standards that you have set, assuming that you actually have some and who is not? You need to ask this question and you need to get clear black and white answers. And then here's point number four. Today's topic, once again, is four steps to eliminating incompetency. Get rid of anyone or anything who does not or cannot live up to the standards that have been set. Anyone who can't live up to them, they got to go. And you need to be clear on exactly what the standards are and exactly who can and who can't live up to them. Once you identify that someone is not willing or able to live up to a standard, it is your responsibility to get rid of them. Jim Collins explained this in his book, Good to Great. The first question is not what, but who. Who do you want on your team? Then what is our team going to do? Many people do this backwards. They say, well, what is our team going to do? Then who can help me do it? And in the business world, they like to say hire for attitude and train for skill, though many people do it backwards. They hire for skill and then they try to train for attitude. I mean, you can train people for attitude, but it's much easier to train for skill. You can teach somebody how to do something. It's hard to teach somebody how to be. All right, That's why the be-do principle is it goes in order that it goes. Who you are being comes first, then what you do, then what you have. I could teach somebody to do pretty much anything, but the being, the kind of energy that a person has, the way somebody shows up. Now, I want to find somebody who's already in the space that I'm looking to be in. Then I can teach them whatever, because with the right attitude, the right being, the right energy, somebody can learn anything. You need to get the right people on the bus first, then figure out where the bus is going to go in that order. Many of our biggest and fastest advances and breakthroughs in life are not the results of additions and doing more. They are results of subtractions and elimination. One thing you will need to eliminate to reach your highest peak is incompetency whether that incompetency is in a form of a person, a habit, a process, a job that maybe you shouldn't be in charge of doing. Maybe you need to fire yourself. For example, at least once a week, I'm telling an entrepreneur to fire themselves from doing something like graphic design. That's one I see way too often. I see too many entrepreneurs trying to do their own graphic design. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs who are very, very bad at graphic design. And you should never, ever open up Canva again because you're a terrible graphic design. Stop doing this. Now, some of you entrepreneurs who are listening to this, I have told you this personally. You think I'm talking about you. I am, but I'm talking about like 50 other people just like you because you're not the only one. I don't know why graphic design seems to be the one that so many entrepreneurs think they should do on their own when they absolutely should not. But this is just, I'm just using that as an example. All right, do not do a job that you know you're not good at. That's incompetency. You can't sanction incompetency in your own business. All right, it doesn't make sense. Don't do that. And it's making your business look bad. All right, that's the whole point. Another example with professionals is who have challenges with, let's say, consistency and discipline figuring out a strategy for how you're going to run your business. And their process for dealing with this issue is to do something like look at YouTube videos and listen to podcasts. Listen, you are sanctioning and furthering the incompetency in your own business. Why is this? Because there's a certain level of investment that you must make in order to get to a certain level of information. There's a certain level you can get for free and there's a certain level that you got to pay for There's a threshold there. And if you're trying to get to a certain level in your business and in your life, you got to cross that threshold of free stuff into paid stuff. Because if everything you needed was available for free, well, I mean, I only had to finish that sentence, do I? I mean, how much free material is published every single day? More than you even have time to consume. And it's not on YouTube and podcasts for you to get. It's not there. The stuff that's going to take you to the level that you want to get to right now, professional, person, ambitious individual. I'm talking to a bunch of you right now. I tell people, look, you need to go find yourself a coach. You need to go invest in something if everything that you need was available for free, you wouldn't have an issue in the first place. I mean, let's be honest. All this stuff that's available for free right now, you would already have everything you need. You would have all the accomplishments you want. It's not just a matter of you need to give it more time. All right. How much time do you think you have? All right. Time doesn't go on forever. All right. Content does. Time does not. So you got to remove the incompetency by making some qualitative changes. And many people, it takes them forever to get this through their head. By the time you finally get it through your head, you have used up a lot of time that you could have been using playing at a higher level. But that's why I give the message over and over again, because just like the ABCs, you got to tell people the same thing so many times before they finally master it. Let's move to recapping today's class, which is four steps to removing incompetency. Defined as not having or showing the necessary skills to do something successfully. We talked about this in episode 2285. So I'm breaking out the four-part process for removing it that I talked about in that episode. Point number one, set standards standards still matter, folks, even though there are people trying to tell you we should eliminate standards. One of the main reasons standards matter is because standards are simply expectations and human beings will live up or down to the expectations set in front of them by their peer group. Point number two, uphold and measure that everybody is meeting the standards. Since you have standards, you must enforce them. If people know that the standards are not being enforced or measured, then they will not live up to them. But when they know they're being measured and they know there'll be repercussions and punishments, they will live up to the standards. Human beings are, we follow things in that way. We're wired to do it. Number three, identify the people who can and will actually live up to the standard. All right. When a company or a sports team is not doing well, the first thing they do is fire the person in charge. New person comes in and they start getting rid of the people. Why? Because they want the people who are going to follow the standard and who live up to the standard. Like Jim Collins said in his book, Good to Great, the first question is who? The second question is what? Find the right people, get them on the bus, then get the wrong people out of there, get them off the bus. Moving on to point number four, get rid of the people who do not or cannot Live up to the standard. When you identify that something or someone is unwilling or able to live up to standards, it is your responsibility to get rid of them as quickly as possible. In my experience as a business owner, every time I have thought about deleting a person or firing a person, I always ended up deleting or firing them. Sometimes it took me longer than it should have to actually do it. But as soon as you get the thought, they probably got to go. One thing you need to eliminate to reach your highest piece of incompetency sometimes is a person, sometimes it's a habit, sometimes it's a process, sometimes it's a job. And you as an entrepreneur, even if you're by yourself in your organization right now, you may be the incompetency piece that needs to be eliminated in a certain aspect. All right, if you're not good at a certain aspect of your business, you should not keep sanctioning the incompetency by allowing yourself to you should not be allowing yourself to keep doing something at which you are incompetent. You're not good at it. If you're overweight right now, but you have a gym membership, then you clearly are not qualified to be your own personal trainer because right, it ain't working. You need to hire somebody else. Right, that's the whole point. All right. So you got to be able to look at yourself. This is self-reflection This is one of the soft skills that I talked about in episode 1772, my six part series. The key soft skills that you need moving forward. One of them is self-reflection, being able to look at yourself and be honest about what you're good at and what you're not good at so that you can stop fooling yourself and thinking that you're OK when you know that you're not. Now, Look at your results. It'll tell you exactly where you're at. All I said, text me, get my daily motivation free of charge to your phone every day. My number is 305-384-6894. And work on your game.com slash 30 to get my 30 days of discipline course. You should be in that course and starting it yesterday. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894 again 305-384-6894 get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge 305-384-6894